Good morning. It's a beautiful day outside. Let's open with a word of prayer. Our Father in heaven, we thank you that we can call you our Father, that we can come before you this morning to hear your word and to uh, let it um, penetrate into our hearts. I pray you'd help it to take root and to grow and to bring forth fruit. I pray you'd bless the remainder of our service, be with uh, me as I share uh, what you have given me and also with um, the children's lesson and the main message and just help us to glorify you and honor you and to um, see you for who you are. pray all this in your name. Amen. This morning I'm going to be looking at Second Chronicles chapter 20. Verses 1 through 13. It's about Jehoshaphat, um, the king of Judah. Um, and a trial he faced. Um, and I just want to kind of go through it and look at how he responded and um, how we can apply that to our day and how we should respond. So I'll read 1 through 13. And it came to pass after this also that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon and with other besides the Ammonites, came against Jehoshaphat to battle. Then there were come some that told Jehoshaphat, saying, There cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea on this side of Syria. And behold, they be in Hazaz on Tamar, which is in, in Gedi. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. <clears throat> and Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. Even out of all the cities of Judah they came to seek the Lord. And Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court and said, O Lord God of our fathers, art not thou the God in heaven and rulest not thou over all the kingdoms of the heathen? And in thy hand is there not power and might so that none is able to withstand thee? Art not thou our God who didst drive out the inhabitants of this land before thy people Israel and gavest it to the seed of Abraham thy friend forever? And they dwelt therein, and have built thee a sanctuary therein for thy name, saying, If, when evil cometh upon us, as the sword, judgment, or pestilence, or famine, we stand before this house and in thy presence, for thy name is in this house, and cry unto thee in our affliction, then thou wilt hear and help. And now behold the children of Ammon, and Moab, and Mount Seir, whom thou wouldest not let Israel invade, when they came out of the land of Egypt, But they turned from them and destroyed them not. Behold, I say, how they reward us to come to cast us out of thy possession, which thou hast given us to inherit. O our God, wilt thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us. Neither know we what to do, but our eyes are upon thee. And all Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives, and their children.
I guess it struck me that just it's a prayer and it's quite the prayer. There's a lot of truth in it and um, I just kind of want to go through some points here. I kind of have two two main ones with some sub points. Um, but first, Jehoshaphat faced a trial and even though he was a good king, he was endeavoring to serve the Lord, he was um, he wasn't like the other kings that were before him that left God. He was seeking God, but he still faced a trial. The The enemy was gathering, and it, it's a, quite a, uh, it says, Moab and Ammon and others besides the Ammonites. So there was a, a host that was gathering together to come against them. It was a big army that was coming. Um, and it was a trial for the king for King Jehoshaphat, and today we face many trials. It's part of life, um, and as we strive to walk with God, we see these trials. How do we see them? I guess do we see them as a uh, as a test to how we respond to them and how uh, God is working through them to sanctify us and bring us closer to Him. Sometimes trials may even cause us to wonder, is God really for me, or is God with me, or am I really in God's will, or we ask him, why does this have to happen, and all these different things. Um, it's kind of, do we, does he realize that we're trying to establish his name or uh, further his kingdom, and yet this trial comes upon me? Um, why does he bring them our way? Well, I'm... I'm glad God brought this trial to Jehoshaphat um, so we can learn uh, from it and uh, show us how to go through trials in our lives. So the first point is the enemy was considerable. There was a great multitude, it says in verse uh, 2, they come, there cometh a great multitude against thee from behind, beyond the sea on this side of Syria. <clears throat> so obviously these the Moab... The children of Moab and Ammon and all the other besides had already gathered themselves together and they were already partway there. I'm not sure where Hazon Tamar is, um, but it to me it sounds like they were already partway there. Like all of a sudden people brought word that this great army is coming against us. What are we going to do? <clears throat> they had all pulled together their resources, these however many countries there were. Um, and they were a great host. So the enemy was considerable. And sometimes uh, it seems when we endeavor to walk with God, the devil brings a considerable force against us. He, um, The more we strive to walk with God, the more opposed we are by the enemy. Um, and I think that uh, is because when we're part of the, if, if or when we were part of the devil's kingdom, he wasn't threatened by us. But as we seek God and uh, follow after him and try to serve him and further his kingdom, the devil is threatened by that and he will oppose us. So he'll, he will bring multiple forces to bear, shall I say, to try and discourage us or uh, bring things into our life that makes us um, doubt God or things like that. So, um, and in, in 
this chapter in Chronicles 20, it says, it even says, and Jehoshaphat feared. I think that's a, just the reality of it. He, he heard this great host was coming against him, and he was the leader of the country, and he feared. But I think the next part in verse 3 is uh, a key, key part. And he says, Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord. <clears throat> and I think that's the answer to whenever we have a trial in our life or anything that comes upon us that we don't know uh, how to deal with, we need to seek the Lord. And then the other part I want to look at, so that's one of the things that really stood out to me, is he set himself to seek the Lord, but then in verse 12 it says, at the end it says, but our eyes are upon thee. So I want to talk about our eyes being upon God and upon Christ. So uh, I want to talk a little bit about faith, um, how that shows faith and some things there. So that's my next, my next point with a couple subpoints under that. So, so first, faith has an expectation. We can see that in this prayer of Jehoshaphat's in a number of ways. And uh, first, it would be I'd say it's rooted in the fact that God cares. Our faith is rooted in the fact that God cares. Uh, in verse 12, it says, O our God. Um, being able to say, Our Father, which art in heaven. Being, that relationship, um, just that simple phrase, we, we shouldn't overlook that. O our God. He's calling upon God. There's a relationship between them. Um, it's a family connection. He's calling upon his Father. And that makes us aware that obviously Jehoshaphat has faith that God cares because he's calling upon God when he is fearful. <clears throat> it's not some alien God or strange God or idol or things like that. It's somebody he has a relationship with. It's my God. He claims God as his own. He says, our God. He's, I mean, he's, it's the whole, all the people are gathered together here, so he's using it as a for everybody, but he says, our God. So it's a, it's a relationship aspect, because, and he knows God cares for them. <clears throat> so as we face trials, or wonder what God is doing in our lives, or uh, going through hard things... Um, Know that God cares, and we can say, Oh, our God, because we have a relationship with him. And just because the enemy came against Judah in great numbers and force and was striving to overcome them, so as we face impossibilities and uh, big things in our lives or trials, we know that God cares because we can say, Our Father which art in heaven. And we can say that because Christ shed his blood for us. <clears throat> He's ours. And so the second little point I have under faith is an expectation. Oh, faith has an expectation. is It's rooted in the fact that God is able. So not only is it rooted in the fact that God cares, but it's rooted in the fact that God is able. Not only does he care, but he is able. He is one, uh, it is one thing to know that somebody cares, but it's another thing to know 
that somebody can actually do something for you. It's, um, as we face trials and burdens, we can share them with other Christians, but they're limited in what they can do for us. Um, no prophet could change, change the circumstances around Jehoshaphat and what Jehoshaphat was facing. <clears throat> the fact was that a large army was headed towards Judah to destroy it, intent on destroying it, and the king couldn't do anything about it. But he looked to God because he knew God was able. Uh, in verse 12 also, I kind of spend most of my time here in verse 12, he says, O oh, our God, wilt thou not judge them? He has an expectation that God is able to judge them, that he can uh, judge this, these wicked nations that are coming against uh, the people of God. <clears throat> He's already acknowledged that in verse 6. Uh, it says, And said, O Lord God of our fathers, this is the start of his prayer, art not thou God in heaven and rulest thou Rulest not thou over all the kingdoms of the heathen, and in thy hand is there not power and might, so that none is able to withstand thee? He's acknowledging the power of God and that God has rule over everything. <clears throat> I think that's an important key part to his prayer, is the recognizing and the understanding of God and who God is and his relationship with him and what God can do. Um, and just who we are in comparison to God. It's how Jehoshaphat thought about God. Um, and I think it's how we ought to think about God. He is able. He can do these things. So our faith has an expectation that is rooted in the gut. The fact that God cares and also that God is able. <clears throat> then another point I have is faith has an admission. <clears throat> it has an admission of a lack of power. Uh, a little bit further down in verse 12 it says, For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us. Uh, Jehoshaphat looked at this great host to this great problem he had and said he didn't he didn't call together his men of war and his strategists and plan out how they where they're going to meet the army and where they were going to do battle and how they're going to do this um as far as he was concerned they had no might nothing it was all going to be god and it seems like such a simple thing um but i think too often one of our greatest troubles is that we are we have a spirit of self-sufficiency we can do this. I and mean, maybe we don't say that, but we live in such a fashion uh, that we actually show that actually shows that we believe that we can do it. We can we can overcome our problems. We have enough money or smarts or whatever it is to solve this problem. <clears throat> I had to stop and think of what would what would we see God doing if we just stopped turning to money or our intellect or whatever it is and turn to him instead as as Jehoshaphat did here and say we have nothing it's all about you <clears throat> I don't have the answers I don't have a solution and I don't need another counselor what we need is God <clears throat> and 
And then uh, another thing under faith has an admission. It's not only lacking power, but it's lacking knowledge. So in verse 12 also, after he says, for we have no might, he says, neither know we what to do. So he's admitting that they don't have the answers. Jehoshaphat didn't have the answers. He could have, like I said, called together all his strategists and uh, generals and stuff like that and made a plan and you know come to God and said, this is our plan, please bless it. But he didn't do that. He just said, God, we don't know what to do. <clears throat> it's not faith to uh, make the plan out ahead of time and then uh, ask God to bless it. It's faith stepping forward and asking God what we should do. When we're pressed and when we're ground down by the circumstances of life, God is doing something. He is teaching us. It may be for the first time or maybe for the hundredth time, but when he is pressing you through circumstances to the point that we say, I don't know what to do, it's a glorious opportunity to see the power of God, to just see God. I don't think we see enough of God. And I think one of the reasons why is because we have it, quote unquote, all together. We know what we need or we know all the answers, but are we really walking day by day by faith? The king, in the wisdom God had given him, called a fast. Um, In verse 3 it says, And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. And I think it's interesting, it wasn't just, I mean, he called a fast, but I guess the people didn't necessarily have to obey it. But all the people of, of Judah realized the circumstances that were surrounding them. And it says, and, they, and Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. So it wasn't just Jehoshaphat or a few, few in number. It says, uh, all, and Judah. So it means like the whole, it was a congregational, if you want to call it that. It was, um, everybody was seeking God. so when we see that we cannot save ourselves um, all we can say is the answer is Jesus Christ and we need to run to him when we are pressed down by trials and we need to we need to see that the answer flows from Jesus alone there's nothing else we can contribute it's just all about him it's all about resting in him and the work he has done on the cross for us The Lord does not create problems for us to sit down and figure them out. When there are problems of this scale, he is humbling us so we rest in him. So my last point is, uh, faith has a concentration. It's looking at something. That's where our eyes are looking, where they are focused. Think how tempting it would have been for Jehoshaphat to send... uh, send runners or spies or whatever out to see where these where this army was you know get feedback you know they're they're this close they're going to be here on this day or they're they're closing in and looking looking can i say behind him always wondering if they're coming um but he and he doesn't even fortify the cities or tell the armies to gather or anything the first thing he does he says he calls a fasts and set him set the people to seek god 
but then he says, our eyes are upon thee. I think that's kind of the key I want to emphasize here. It says, uh, our eyes are upon thee. He had a concentrated vision on God. He was looking to him. And also it was a counseled concentration. He had... I'm sure he knew of the stories of Moses and David, and he had learned from his, their, um, the stories of them looking to God for answers, and he was being counseled by them. And I think today we're being counseled by Jehoshaphat to keep our eyes upon Christ. <clears throat> but I also want to point out that here it's a collective concentration. He doesn't say, my eyes are upon God. He says, our eyes. He's speaking for the congregation in this prayer. And um, as a church, that needs to be us. Let's all be in this together. Let's all look to Christ. Um, it's, it's a glorious thing when one person has their eyes upon God, when they look to God and they see him for who he is, and it's, it's a wonderful blessing. But how much more when we can all do it together and what can flow out of that? I think of uh, Acts 12, where Peter was in prison. Uh, Acts 12, 5 says, Peter, therefore, was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. That was a collective concentration of their eyes to God to solve the problem that they had that Peter was in prison. <clears throat> they all came together. All together were looking to God to act on their behalf. So... That was my little meditation, so I want to leave you with where are your eyes concentrated?